winced at her brisk tone. She couldn't blame Miss Davis. The assistant matron had only been at the Nightingale a few weeks. She had no fond memories of the hospital as it had been once. She had never witnessed the defiant spirit and the courage of the doctors and nurses who risked their lives day and night during the war. All she saw were the remains of bomb-ravaged buildings needing to be swept aside to make way for the new. But Kathleen saw a different picture. I remember the night it got hit, she said. It had just turned nine and the night shift had come on duty. I was in my flat in the sister's home when I heard the explosion, but I knew straight away what had happened. I came straight back and... She paused for a moment, gathering herself at the memory of seeing those smouldering remains for the first time. Even now when she thought about it, her heart started to hammer with panic, remembering how she'd fought her way through the thick fog of smoke, choking on dust and the sickening stench of cordite, while all around her the air was filled with shouting and running footsteps and the screams of the dying. Were there many casualties? Miss Davis's crisp voice broke into her thoughts, jarring her back to the present. Four patients were killed, as well as a young medical student and a second-year nurse, Devorah Kowalski. You remember her name? Miss Davis sounded surprised. I'll never forget it. It was imprinted on her mind as clearly as the devastated faces of Nurse Kowalski's parents when Kathleen had broken the news to them that their only daughter was dead. I remember them all. Every one who died in the service of this hospital. Of course, Miss Davis said. Such a shame. Kathleen glanced sideways and saw the look of polite sympathy on the assistant matron's face. She didn't understand, Kathleen thought. She did her best to look as if she cared, but there was a kind of detachment about her that Kathleen found chilling. Charlotte Davis had come to the Nightingale after resigning her commission with the Queen Alexandra Imperial Military Nursing Service. She must have witnessed some terrible tragedies of her own while serving in Europe, and yet she seemed curiously untouched by it all. Kathleen wondered if that was what she didn't like about her. There was no warmth or empathy about Miss Davis. Even her pale blue eyes were like eyes. Even now, the assistant matron was consulting her watch, keen to move on, to push past their emotional conversation. It's past ten o'clock, matron, she said. They'll be expecting us up on the wards. Kathleen bit back the retort that sprang to her lips. She wanted to remind Miss Davis that she had been matron of the Nightingale for more than ten years, that she did not need anyone, least of all her new assistant, to tell her what she should be doing and when. But instead she managed an icily polite, Thank you for reminding me, Miss Davis. What would I do without you? The sarcasm was lost on her as usual. Miss Davis straightened her shoulders and looked pleased with herself. Thank you, matron. It had rained the night before, and the morning chill meant the broken cobbles of the courtyard were glazed with ice. The evidence of the war was still all around them, in the gaping holes in the brickwork, and the roofs jagged against the dirty grey sky, with chimney pots missing and sections of roof blown out. As they passed the main building, Kathleen automatically averted her eyes. Four years on, she still couldn't look at it without remembering the night her former assistant, matron Veronica Hanley, died. She had thought she would die that day too. Those last hours when she and Miss Hanley had been buried in a tomb of fallen rubble, masonry and twisted steelwork, 
would haunt her forever. The outside of the hospital might still bear the scars, but from the inside, no one would have ever known there had been a war at all. The staff who had been evacuated down to Kent when the war began had all returned now, and the wards that had housed military patients were now filled with the usual winter bad chests, rheumatism and routine operations. The ceilings might have been cracked and the walls missing chunks of plaster here and there, but the floors shone, the windows gleamed, and the air was filled with the scent of disinfectant and polish. They visited each ward in turn, where the ward's sister, her staff nurses and students were lined up at the double doors, like soldiers awaiting inspection. At every ward, Kathleen greeted the nurses and took report from the sister about any new cases that had come in, and those that were due for discharge. Then she went from bed to bed, speaking to the patients. As it was the last day of November, and less than...